The misconception people have in ICO law when people say it's move in silence, move in silence, and then, you know, come out with what you're doing. But then the thing is, if you're moving in silence alone, like you don't have anyone to keep you accountable or ask you how it's going, sure, move in silence, but make sure you have people you trust that will egg you on and ask you, hey, how's this going? You know, how can I help? Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 97 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. In today's episode, we meet my little sister, Abena Ajay. By day, she's a digital product and project manager. And along with that, she's decided to launch a business in the midst of this pandemic. You've probably seen the narrative floating around that this period in our history is the ideal time to launch a new business or learn a new skill. And while that's not a possibility for everyone, Abena has been able to do just that with her downtime. She is days away from launching an online boutique from men's and women's elevated basics, and she's calling it Basics et al. During our conversation, she shared how she decided on which of her many ideas to implement. We also talked about how she found all the information she needed to find wholesale vendors, how to take her product photography, how to market, and so much more. And the spoiler here is that she found all that information for free online. Before we hear the rest of our episode with Abena, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes. This will help us spread the word about our podcast so amazing stories like Abena's can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off-script with the founder of Basics et al., Abena Ajay. Abena Ajay, welcome to She's Off Script, little sis. <laughs> Thank you. I've been strategizing how to get on your show. I had to start a whole business to do it. So here we are. <laughs> well, it's, it's about time. It's about time. So for anyone in the audience that is going to get confused, this is me. This is Sewa, the host. And this is me, Abena. <laughs> so I know growing up, our voices sounded so similar. We would trick people on the phone. We would switch off mid-sentence and see if people could notice that we switched. But I don't know, maybe age has changed our voices, but just in case you're confused, that's what's going on here. But also for any of our listeners that don't already follow us online or haven't heard of Basics at all, could you tell us who you are and what the concept is? Yes. So my name is Abena Ajay. I'm your big little sister. Um, Professionally, I am an independent digital product and project manager. And essentially what the concept is for basics at all is two-layered. And I try to capture that in the typography of the logo. So I will be featuring pieces that are elevated basics or elevated essentials as people also like to call them. And those are just those classic pieces that will live on in your closet for years to come. I'm really trying to emphasize quality on the pieces that I'm providing so they do last long term. You can dress them up, dress them down. Um, Another layer to the concept is I will have statement pieces. So these are pieces that add a little more flair to the closet, but they still have, you know, neutral colors. And I just definitely wanted to incorporate 
some flair or some statement pieces so we can also capture my style as well. So my sister is one of those people that people will just stop her on the street and ask, what are you wearing? Where did you get it from? (laughs) And that happens so often that I told her to start a blog, right? And I'm glad she listened because now she does have a fashion style blog that she has and then has been able to leverage that into this online boutique that she's now starting called Basics et al. And I'm so proud, but I thought it'd be interesting to share your journey with everyone because they're getting insight from the ground floor. But I'm sure looking at the topic for this episode, people are probably wondering, what has possessed you to start a new business <laughs> during a pandemic? Right. Yeah. Um, so since we are all locked down, we all suddenly have a lot of time on our hands. And I'm locked down by myself. So I definitely have a ton of time on my hands. And I, I it's given me a lot of time to think. As I call my apartment now, it's the my lab. And I'm just a mad scientist coming up with all these things that I want to do um, to occupy my time. And it's giving me a chance to dig up that list of ideas that I've had and things I've wanted to tra- try and test out that I haven't had the time to do you know, for various reasons. And so one of those things is starting an online boutique. I always assumed the barrier of entry was super high. I assumed it would be you know, high cost, high risk. But doing just some brief research, I realized I could absolutely do it for not a lot of money. And so I figured I have time. Let's go ahead and build a brand and let's uh, try out an (laughs) online boutique and see how it goes because we got time. I feel like this is an issue that people battle with sometimes. They have so many ideas on their list and they don't Mm -hmm. know which one to go with first. So how did you decide which of your ideas to work on first? So I am self-proclaimed unfinisher. (laughs) I've always had ideas. I start, I don't finish, I get distracted. I do have a couple other projects I was working on while on lockdown, but this just really stood out to me. And so I decided to to just go for it and try something and commit to at least finishing one thing in 2020 off my personal In watching you behind the scenes put this together, it's come very naturally to you. Mm -hmm. Yes, you've had to do some research, but it's come together so quickly. Right. And you just kind of dived in head first. And I I love that. And we'll share everything with the audience as well. But, or maybe not everything. We have to keep some (laughs) trade secrets bundled up. But you mentioned research. So how did you go about finding all the info? You know, the internet is full of self-proclaimed gurus and experts. So how did you decide who to listen to? Before I dive into kind of what research I've done, I want to piggyback on what you were saying that this has come naturally to me. And I think that's a good way to gauge or how I would advise people to gauge what idea they want to move forward with is what feels right, what feels most comfortable to you. And this really just felt right to me and really comfortable. And that really helped in me deciding this is kind of, I, I want to take this on because it just feels, it feels right. It fits. As far as research, I'm a very visual learner. So I took right to YouTube and um, kind of looked up other people that have started boutiques. And there's a few people that do share quite a bit. Some people don't. 
the way I filtered through was focusing on people who presented themselves in a professional way. That's a good way to kind of gauge what their content quality might be is if they take the time to put together that content and you can tell that they put a lot of work into it. And also not only going to one source, I looked at multiple sources and I found that if a lot of people were saying the same thing, that that's probably accurate. And so that was a good way for me to really gauge which source to to, to listen to and their credibility. And um, so yeah, a lot of YouTube videos and um, it was amazing seeing people sharing their stories and sharing, you know, the different approaches they've taken. And I, I love that they were so open about that because a lot of people don't share, you know, a lot of right. things on what and the happens. You found actually shared enough detail for you to execute pretty quickly, and they right. shared it for free. Right, exactly, which was amazing. And so I really appreciated that they definitely didn't share all details. So you definitely have to fill in, I had to fill in the gaps um, or, you know, pick bits and pieces from one source or another. And just really using my intuition at the end of the day to kind of Mm -hmm. drive what my ultimate approach would be or what my decisions were. Speaking of intuition, how would you say the skills you already have from a professional perspective? Because you work on managing a lot of product launches and digital properties. How do you think that's helped you now in this endeavor, launching an online boutique? So first and foremost, I'm a project manager first. So I'm just very organized by nature. And so Mm -hmm. it really helps me organize my thoughts and organize a game plan even though I was moving fast and furious, I still had kind of a game plan on what I was going to attack. And I'm very big in, in the agile methodology, which is you don't necessarily just do one thing and wait to move to another. You're kind of iterating and moving and, and adjusting as you go. And that's kind of how I... That's the approach I've taken is I'm not just doing one thing and then another thing. I'm 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 touching a lot of things at the same time and, and adjusting as I go. Um, also working with, in my roles, I've worked with so many different dif- disciplines like designers, developers, strategists, and all of that. And so I've taken a piece from each of them. So as I work mm-hmm. so closely with them, I've you know taken up you know, their ways of thinking and how they approach certain things. And so it's definitely made made my mindset and my approach for things a lot more holistic. And so I do have a creative brain. I have a very analytic brain as well. And so that definitely has helped me kind of navigate how I'm working on this business because on a day-to-day or honestly, hour-to-hour, I'm wearing a different hat. So, Mm -hmm. you know, designing my logo first and foremost. Um, It looks so good. And especially when I saw it on your, on the clothing tag that you've you've ordered. So wait, let's, let's back up a second. Mm -hmm. I think I'm speaking from the perspective of someone who's seen you go through the process, but could you give us an idea of how long, how far are we into the process at this point from the inception of, I'm actually going to do this Mm -hmm. to where we are today? How long has it been? I started thinking about this, I'd say July 2nd. I didn't start hit I didn't start hitting the ground running until a week after that. And so um, from there, where we are today is I've ordered my inventory. Most of it has come in. 
I've started taking my product shots because I'm taking my own product shots. So I've already started taking those in my in-home studio. <laughs> I mean, listen, this girl turned her whole apartment into yes. a studio and did a photo shoot on her brand new iPhone and yes. they look fabulous. Yes, like she... I, I saw all these beautiful gentlemen in her apartment and because of course COVID, so I can't be there with her, yeah. but that she was doing photo shoots with it. I'm like, girl, this is legit. This right. Is legit. A with full, pr- a full no production. Excuses. Yes. No excuses. Yes. What I should back up and say is I gave myself a number, a budget. I said, I'm not going to go above this. And so things that you know, would have been nice to have would have been a professional camera, but I decided I don't need that. I can, we can work it out with this iPhone 11 Pro Max and it's doing good just fine. And good editing. Exactly. There you go. So, um, so I'm finding ways to kind of cut corners. You mentioned my male models. I pulled in my friends who are not models by trade, but although one you know, of them they had figured it out. Modeled before. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's right. One out of the three for sure has done it in the past. And so kind of pulled on, you know, them to volunteer. We emphasize volunteer. <laughs> My volunteer models. And so they did did it out of the goodness of their heart. So yeah. So at this point, I've started taking my product shots. I'm still going back and forth with you know finalizing my inventory because I am making sure I'm quality testing each piece I get. And so I'm making sure, you know, I would actually wear the pieces myself. So I've had to send Mm -hmm. some back, you know, that whole negotiation. So now I'm kind of ready to start adding products to my website. So that's where we are today. It's interesting hearing you talk about your conversations and negotiations with those vendors because you are Mm -hmm. a whole business because you've registered your business already. You've gotten the right credentials to be able to purchase wholesale and you're mm-hmm. conducting yourself as a business who has a reputation to protect, right? So right. no subpar yep. materials going through that site. Right. Right. Exactly. So that's that's what I'm I'm striving for. And I'm I'm hoping nothing slips through the cracks, but you know, I'm I'm doing the best I can. So <laughs> now I know marketing is going to be a big part of your launch that's coming up very soon. How are you planning on getting the word out there? Because I know you and I have talked about the fact that yes, you would love to have support from friends and family. You could go out Mm -hmm. and probably sell out the site, but Mm -hmm. that you would rather strangers come across the site and want to purchase it. So how are you approaching that? Right. Right. And I want I want to clarify friends and family, if you still want to purchase on the site, please do by all means. <laughs> <laughs> um, your coins are still good here. But I think my thought process with that is I just want to get a good idea of who my return customers will be. And some of my friends definitely are my target market, but some may not be, which is totally fine. But I want to gauge from the initial purchases, who my buyers are, what they like, because that's also going to feed into what I end up purchasing again. And so I just want to make sure that my metrics aren't skewed by people who just want to come and support and, and buy me out, which is appreciated. But I just want to kind of oh, find my metrics aren't skewed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Well, um, no, but it's true. It, I, I understand where you're coming from. You yeah. want the support, but you also want to see your kind of your assumptions going into this mm-hmm. proved out by what happens 
after that initial rush. Like right. seeing who consistently is coming back and so Right, right, exactly. Okay, so now you're in the thick of it. You're in the thick of starting a business. And you've mentioned that you're a serial starter, but not necessarily a serial finisher. Mm-hmm. So what are those mindset hurdles that you've had to overcome just in the short span of time you've been working on this? Well, I would say the biggest is always one, the imposter syndrome. So thinking about if I'm fully equipped to, to execute this and sustain it. So I constantly have to just block out, you know, the, oh gosh, what if this or what if that goes wrong and just ignoring it. So ignoring my own, <laughs> my own inner thoughts because you're just your biggest critic sometimes. And so, and just also in the same token, not, I'm just a perfectionist. Sometimes I want things to be perfect before it's complete in my mind. So just allowing myself just to move forward with something or a task without you know, getting sucked in for hours because I want something to be quote unquote perfect. So I'm still working mm-hmm. through that. And those are major hurdles for me. Um, and so, yeah, those would be the, the, the biggest ones is figuring out if I believe I'm equipped to do this and also thinking about making sure everything is perfect that's going out. And so those have been the biggest ones for me, for sure. So what does success look like for you beyond the point of launch? Because I personally think it's easy to launch some things, Mm. but the working and building towards milestones tends to be the harder part. So what do you think success will look like for you? For me, actually, success would be even launching it. (laughs) (laughs) Being a one-man show, there's so much. I mean, there's so much happening behind the scenes and just executing this on on my own because again we're in a pandemic so I can't really you know call on as many people as I typically would to say oh my gosh come help me with this or do this mm-hmm. you know I just I have very limited help in in that way as in um, hands on help and so I feel like if I can even launch this that's a personal major personal milestone for me because one, I'm finishing something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's true. That's true. And and even being able to create a brand, you know, and making sure I'm getting that, um, the brand image across, like I would like to, that also would be an accomplishment for me. As far as long-term, if I could get my target market if they're actually purchasing (laughs) if Mm -hmm. i even have one sale that's an accomplishment for me so i guess it's just the little things for me and seeing just little progress so of course if i have returning customers that that would be huge and kind of i i'm looking forward to testing out you know what styles are working what styles aren't Mm -hmm. and just kind of that that piece of it, um, I, I'm looking forward to testing that. And that might be the, the product manager in me because we always do, you know, A-B testing, kind of figure out what do, what do the customers like? What do they not like? What do they, mm-hmm. you know, and just really paying attention to the analytics and seeing, you know, what are they abandoning? How often do they abandon the cart? And like, you know, how I can reach out to them and get them to purchase. So like just kind of playing with that a little bit. I know it's not a game, honestly, because it's my money, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still kind of the nerd in me is looking forward to kind of seeing what the metrics will look like and, you know, kind of looking in the background to see what I can do to tweak 
and increase purchases and all that good stuff. So I'm looking forward to all of that. So success to me is returning customers and um, customers that love, you know, pieces I picked out, you know, so that, that, that would be exciting. And I think this is a great way of monetizing a natural talent you have already for styling and designing because you're that girl who who just strides into the office looking on (laughs) point head to toe. So, I mean, again, you may as well use that gift and share it with other people in this way. Right, right. And I think um, as far as I know, we touched on marketing a little bit. I really... Finding good ways to market, I really want to overall have it be organic in any way it can be. Um, And one of those ways is having my behind the scenes YouTube series, which is, which I'm literally bringing the audience along with me (laughs) Um, and capturing behind the scenes moments of, you know, how I'm going through my inventory and how I'm even setting up my in home studio, what I'm using. To capture my product images, you know, my branding elements, how I'm choosing to have branding on my products, because that's huge for me to build, you know, that brand loyalty with my customers. And so, really sharing my journey with people. And I think people, they love, you know, a story, right? They love to know the story behind something. Mm -hmm. And so, I really want to share what my story is, but at the same time, sharing the knowledge, you know, of what I'm learning along the way because I'm not I've never done this before. So they're learning kind of with me <laughs> and I'm sharing what's working and what's not. And I know being this transparent could be risky um because, you know, I'm exposing myself because people will see if I fail because it'll mm-hmm. be obvious. <laughs> but, but hopefully we you know, hopefully I don't. But at the same time I think I could also help and inspire and encourage other people who may be unfinishers like myself to be like, oh, I can, I can do it too. Let me try it because you know, it, it, I can, you know, I can do with X amount and I can, you know, just start. Oh yeah. And for anyone, number one, it's not going to fail. We've already claimed that. Amen. And (laughs) number two, for anyone who's curious about this behind the scenes series she started, check out her YouTube channel. And the day this episode airs, I believe she's airing her second episode. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you guys can check that out on Abinajay's YouTube channel, but I think it's amazing. You are doing all the filming with just your iPhone. It looks so good. (laughs) I know. Shout out, shout out to iPhone. You can sponsor, sponsor my series. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, when people say, well, I don't have a professional camera. Mm -hmm. I don't have whatever it is I don't have. And then I see someone like you and others who do it and they do it well with not much. It's, it's impressive to see. But um, to your point about you just want to be someone who inspires others who are serial unfinishers. Mm-hmm. What other advice would you have for other entrepreneurs who want to maybe have a side hustle like you're building right now? Oh man. It's tough because I still don't see myself as an entrepreneur, which I know Girl, is you weird. Claim it. I know. <laughs> I know it's so weird. Very weird. Um, but I would just say just, just, 
do it. What, what do they say? Fail fast. So just, just mm-hmm. do it. And I think the fear is always that, oh, what if I fail? But if you don't try, I mean, like everyone always says, if you don't try, like you'll never know. So I think just, I mean, just start small. You can start, do, don't feel overwhelmed. Cause for me, I, I try not to overwhelm myself. So I just do mm-hmm. a little at a time. Just even if you do one thing at a time, you just start your research. You just do a piece piece by piece and definitely have, um, and I think you mentioned this, have having a personal board of directors, right? In your life. Mm-hmm. So people you can go to, to just talk about it. And I think a lot of the misconception people have, and I see a lot when they, people say is like, move in silence, <laughs> move in silence. And then, you know, and then just come out with what you're doing. But then the thing <laughs> is, if you're moving in silence alone, like you don't have anyone to keep you accountable or ask you mm-hmm. how it's going or, you know, so at least sure, move in silence, but make sure you have people you trust that will, you know, egg you on and ask you, hey, how's this going? You know, how can I help? So I think mm-hmm. definitely have people around you who you trust that are supporting you a thousand percent and cheering you on and keeping you inspired. So I think you definitely need that um, is people who will, who will push you. So I would agree. And this is a question I usually ask a lot of the guests that come on the show and I'll ask you, but in a different, slightly different way. What do you think it is about our upbringing that has us wanting to go down this entrepreneurial path? So I'd say that our parents have always been very hardworking and they've always encouraged us to advocate for ourselves and have our own thoughts and always go for what what we want, right? And be outspoken. So that that definitely plays a, a role in that. Also, our mom essentially reinvented herself. She went from being a teacher and an accountant to when we moved to the US, totally changing fields. And now she's in the medical field, went from being an RN and now she's a nurse practitioner. I mean, if I could think of anyone who has majorly reinvented herself, that would be it right there. And that's amazing. I think that speaks probably volumes in in us kind of watching her do that. I'm sure that definitely put a seed in us that, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't always just have to go down one path and be stuck. Like you can totally hop, skip, jump into a totally different industry and still kill it. So I think when you partner those two things together, I think that adds to the spirit of of who we are as just go-getters and, you know, not being afraid necessarily at the end of the day to try things or being outspoken about things. But yeah, that's, I don't know. But I would say of all of us, you're the most like, you know, gung-ho, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. Like you've always been, you've always been like that since you were younger. I mean, to my, our mom's horror, right? When you were like much younger and you would totally embarrass the heck out of her. (laughs) Oh, because you were just like, I'm going to do this. Um, And so anyways, so yeah, so it's it's built you into a star entrepreneur. So I mean, (laughs) it's come to the benefit. But yeah, I think, I think you have, have been, you know, you just have that fire within you. So it definitely trickles down to me as well. It's like, okay, great. Like, 
you're doing it. I can do it. I'll ha- I have like 10% of it, but we make it happen. <laughs> uh, a little bit more than that, girl. A little bit more than that. But no, that's great to hear that coming from my sister because that is why I do this show and highlight other women. And it's because I want them to inspire others to consider a different path right? Because you can't be necessarily what you haven't seen. There are other people who are pioneers and groundbreakers and don't need anyone to show them the way. But some of us like to kind of see a glimpse of what our lives could be like, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I appreciate you saying that, sis. I appreciate it. (laughs) Of course. Okay. So with that, I really am looking forward to the launch of Basics at All. Y'all go find it, basicsatal.com. So for anyone who is inspired by your story and wants to support your journey, first, I really appreciate you giving us all this insight so early into your journey. But for anyone who now wants to support you, where can they find you? Absolutely. So my website, I have the coming soon page up right now, www.basicsetal.com. And you can go on there now and sign up to be notified when I launch. You can find me on Instagram at abinad.aj. And yeah, I hope to connect with, you know, some new people. Sounds good. And I'll have this all in the show notes because I know our name is complicated to spell, too many vowels, lots of foreign pronunciations, (laughs) but I'll have that in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Offscript.com. See you on the next one.